Our prayer is that you will be filled with the knowledge of His will, strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power. Good afternoon to everyone, and welcome to another session of our Strength to Strike Sisters platform. This is a platform that we want to encourage growing in faithfulness and God's kingdom, advancing it through biblical teaching and through thought-provoking discussions and through wonderful testimonies. And our prayer is that God would receive all the honor from this platform and that each one would be blessed. My name is Linda Aaron, Amit, sorry. I am married to Darren for 16 years and we have eight children ranging in ages from 15 years old to one year. We are living in Boston, Massachusetts, having relocated from Alberta, Canada a couple weeks ago. My husband is taking a year of biblical studies at the Sattler College, and we are very much enjoying life here. Very challenging in some ways. And just, yeah, a lot of good things. God has been so good to us to bring us here. We are passionate to grow in Christ and to learn more to better serve in his kingdom. I want to introduce Lisa Peters today. She is from LaCrete, Alberta. Lisa and her husband have been married for 17 years. And you know, Lisa, I didn't catch your husband's name. Oh, it's Simon. Simon, okay. Simon and Lisa have been married for 17 years, and they live in LaCrete, Alberta. They were both public schooled, taught in public school, not dreaming that they would homeschool their children. But once God started bringing children into their home, they felt the weight of training them in biblical ways, and they were pointed to the possibilities of homeschooling. So I'll let Lisa tell you the rest. So Lisa has been an inspiration to me in I in just the what I've had to do with her through WhatsApp messaging mostly. I've never met her personally, but I'm excited to learn to know her better at some point and maybe even face-to-face. I feel a bit of a kinship with her because I was born and raised um, up until I was 15 years old in the Crete. So uh, even though we don't know each other, I, I feel a bond there. Um, I don't know if I said if they have six children and they homeschool because they want to, because they love to, and because they want to do things as a family. And that is very inspiring to me. I believe we will be inspired and encouraged today, no matter our sphere, whether we're homeschooling or not. And I also want to announce that after she's done speaking, there will be a question and answer period where you will be free, we hope, to share your questions and thoughts, any thoughts you may have had as well. So I'm going to pray for Lisa, and after that, I will let her speak. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this afternoon. We lift our hands to you, O Holy God. We feel our smallness before you. And we offer up what we have, even though we feel like many times it's just nothing. We offer up what we have, what we've learned. We also want to lift up Lisa to you today, that you would keep the evil one away and that you would bless her and keep her and inspire her. Fill her with your spirit. Oh, God, give her rest and give her clarity of thought as well. She may speak what is on her heart. 
and that she may share freely. We thank you again for being with us. We thank you for each one listening. Help us to lift our hearts to you. Help us to learn and grow. Thank you for being with us today. All this we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You can go ahead, Lisa, and start sharing. All right. Well, I'm very thankful to be here today. Um, I know that it is only by the grace and mercy of God. If it wasn't for his grace and love for me and my acceptance of his cleansing, I wouldn't be who I am today. I also want to thank my dear husband and all of my sisters in Christ who have supported me and encouraged me with prayer. Um, And I do not feel worthy or competent of myself to speak on the topic of homeschooling, but I am willing to be a vessel as the Lord leads me. So thank you, Linda, for praying. Um, It is only by God's strength and guidance that I am able to speak. When I was asked to speak on the topic of, of homeschooling, my first thought was, well, I don't I don't know a whole lot about homeschooling at all. And but then I started counting the years and I was I was shocked. It it has been 10 years already. I'm we're working on our getting ready for our 11th year now. And that's just that's amazing. Um, when I was a beginner homeschool mom, I had the privilege of being able to speak to several veteran homeschool moms to whom I am so very, very thankful because I simply don't know where our journey would have gone without their advice, ideas, and inspiration. I have come to realize in a deeper way how we constantly need each other in every aspect of life. Um, A note here to the single ladies listening in, you are a huge part in our journey as well, believe it or not. I believe the Lord gifts children with single aunts, single sisters in the church, whatever, or those who just don't have children or they don't have children anymore, maybe like a grandma. Um, Any one of you are a a huge blessing to us and you have a special place to fill in the place of a child's heart. These are the adults that have the extra time for them. They are the ones um, taking the special interest in the child's life into their ever-changing interests. Um, just, I just want to say, may the Lord bless the work of these sisters who have more um, children than any one of our moms ever will have. So that's just a note there for the for those that do not have children, but... Um, I remember believing that veteran homeschool moms must have all the answers I could ever ask. (laughs) Um, Please excuse me for bursting a few bubbles here, but that's just simply not the case. Um, Homeschooling is very unique in every way from learning styles to lifestyles. Change is always happening. Um, In order to have a, a successful homeschool journey, I believe we need to accept change. Um, I was talking to a friend recently about this, and she said this, every year must start with a clean slate. The reason why is because everything is constantly changing. A baby is born, a child matures, life happens. Um, We must always be ready to accept change. Both parents are also constantly changing. Um, They're growing in their walk with the Lord. 
So change is just normal. It's natural. Another thing that creates change is our child's capacity to learn um, in, in also in their maturity, but also their interests um, and their character. This may cause us to switch up the curriculum he or she is using or the way that we're teaching. So change is imminent, change is good, change is real. We must learn to accept it. Um, when I was thinking about this, I thought, wow, change is so scary sometimes. But um, I just want to say, have no fear for the firm foundation we can stand on that never changes is God's word. That's one thing that never changes. If we use that as our anchor, everything will work out fine. And I can testify to that. When we were just starting our homeschool journey, I knew basically nothing about home education at all. I had actually one friend that was homeschooling at the time, and she was struggling to know exactly how to do it. And she was asking me. I didn't know anything either. And, uh, yeah, I, just, I simply didn't know a lot, uh, almost nothing. I didn't know about the vast choices of curriculum, nor did I know how to teach. But I had one thing, and that was a strong desire to learn. Um, and this this was boosted by my love for the Lord and our children. We had three children at the time, that first September when we started, and our fourth was born a month later. So that was busy, doing grade one plus a newborn. So off we were, off we went on our journey. I stumbled like a young child learning how to walk, and I fell many times, and I hurt myself. Um, but I also hurt my children. I did I did make mistakes, but it kept me hum- humble and it taught me many things for which I'm ever thankful for. So when we were just starting our very first year, it was all or nothing for me. I put down rules about keeping the schedule as listed in the teacher's guide, upholding rules from posture to page position, while these things all have their place. I was trying to do everything by the book, the one book that I had. And it didn't take very long at all for me before I realized my complete failure as a mom and as an inspiring teacher. I wasn't an inspiring teacher at all to my precious little boy. I wanted only the best for him. But as it turned out, um, what was best for him didn't come out of a book. Don't get me wrong, books are good. Um, hearing other moms speak about their experiences is good too, but that cannot be the cookie cutter that we cut our children out with. These things can only be ideas and inspiration. At about halfway through grade two, I had thrown aside every piece of curriculum we had, except one math book, a pencil, eraser, and a lined notebook. That was the extent of our curriculum a year and a half later. The first week we used this method, we labored through for an hour at a time to get one sentence written. And not even correctly at that, but I was just so excited and I was just encouraging my my uh, my seven-year-old at the time. Oh, just keep going and we're just going to get it done. And, and oh, you did such a great job. And yeah, that was me. And... Um, Believe it or not, by God's grace, a few months later, 
with um, consistent growing and learning, he was wondering what else to write. He wanted to add a little bit more, and he just wasn't sure what else to write. And I was trying to encourage him, so I just glanced over his shoulder, and, and I was shocked. He had written a page and a half. That's learning. That's growing. And that's what inspired me to keep going and get to where we are today. And that's when real learning started for him. And that's where I realized how fulfilling teaching can be. He continued to get better at his writing. And today he is where he is expected to be, according to years. Um, and he's anticipating graduation in a year or two. And so we are so very, very excited about that. So throughout our, our homeschool journey, we have laughed together, but we've also cried together. We learned to pull through rough spots together, both me and my child pulling together, often getting dad involved, especially where my weakness became highlighted, such as science and math. Um, a few blessings we've found on our journey are that we have had the opportunity of building deep family relationships close connections, one-on-one -on -one time. When one of our children gets stuck on a concept, I'll take time to sit with them until they get it, um, even geometry. I truly detest geometry when it's in the high school um, level. But last year, our son did get stuck on a problem in geometry, and he got completely stuck. He knows his mama does not know geometry, but he came to me for help. He needed help. And I was the one to get him some help. Um, I didn't have the first clue where to start, but with prayer and a book that we have that teaches these things and with the help of a how-to video, and I think about 30 minutes on one problem, um, and a level of mental exercise I hadn't experienced in 20 plus years, we got the problem figured out and it was correct. <laughs> What a victory dance we did. The entire household heard us cheering. I was mentally exhausted, but our son and I did it together, and that's good. So we teach each child according to his or her learning style and interests. We live, we can live out the education that they've had, such as hands-on day-to-day um, chores where we can give lessons in math and spelling, etc. Often, I'll get the younger ones to write our daily chores or the grocery list or something, and that's spelling and that's penmanship. Or I'll ask someone to cook or bake something and multiply it by two or three or four or whatever. And no, I don't do the math for them. I just check their figures before they start. And if we don't need that much food, well, then we just give it away. Or we save it for Sunday for FASPA or Maybe there's someone struggling with a sickness or something. So that we have found to be something really good. Um, we, can, we can teach responsibility when they care for their younger siblings or animals on the yard. A few years in a row when we were raising broiler chickens, I got them all involved um, in caring for them by getting them to make a detailed chore schedule. It was complete with feed and water rations, um, temperature readings, death ratio, and general health observations. They had to initial when they had been to the barn and everything. And so that worked really well, taught them a lot of responsibility, and it was fun. They really, really loved it. Um, 
Distractions in our day can also be turned into learning. So when the child learns to tune out the distraction or must refocus after they're able to get back to their work, a preschooler, for example, when mama is busy helping an older child can be taken care of by by another child, um, maybe take them outside for a while or whatever until mom is free again, and then she can get back to her work. These distractions teach much more than we often give them credit for. They teach long-suffering, patience, charity, um, not just to the mama, but to the children as well. I believe it is essential that the children learn to be selfless, even during something as important as their education. Life, too, has distractions, and if we learn how to deal with them from childhood already, we're so much stronger. So we take distractions in hand, and that's going to sound like um, like I'm contradicting myself a little bit with, with something I'm going to say next, but I'll try to explain here. So here are six key points that my husband and I came up with that we have found are absolutely necessary for a successful homeschool year. Though there are things that come up that do have priority over the curriculum part, discretion must always be used. So these are just things that we feel um, this is this is going to, to make the homeschool year successful for the most part. So the first one is be committed to the mission of teaching the children. We are ambassadors after all. So, like I just said, distractions happen. They are normal, but um, priorities must be clear. And with priorities, I mean, um, so my husband and I, we have a goal. We have a mission. We, we're raising these children. and We kind of have a, a goal where we want them to be in when they're done with their education. Um, and so these these goals have to be kept in mind. And then together we figure out our priorities in how to get to that goal for each year. And so these are the priorities I'm talking about. So they're definitely not just my own priorities. They're not my priorities I decided on today. They're priorities that we kind of figure out together. And then we try to work on them by year and um, they must be cut, kept as much as possible. For example, um, I'm going to talk first about laundry. <laughs> no laundry in the morning. <laughs> uh, some sisters, I've talked about this before, and they're like, what? You don't even put in one load of laundry? Okay, so I want to explain this a little bit. Um, yes, I do put laundry in once in a while, and I do change the loads once in a while, but... I don't know if any one of you are like I am, but so here's a little bit of a example of my morning sometimes. So I'll get started and I'm all um, on time and everything. Everything is set and eight o'clock rolls around and here we are starting our school day and everything's nice and the way it should be. And so the children are starting out and I'm walking back and forth from one to the other and making sure they're all where they're supposed to be and they are and, and everything is good. And the preschooler, by the way, has just gotten up and I've gotten him his breakfast and everything is going fine. And so 
but nobody kind of needs help. And I'm just kind of sitting there. And then that's when I remember, oh, I was going to put a load of laundry in this morning. And so, okay, well, they're fine. I can quickly go put in a load of laundry. Okay, so I just, I want to quickly go. But um, when I get there, I realize, oh, um, you know, uh, this isn't enough for one load. So somebody must have left some of their laundry in one of their bedrooms. So I'll just quickly go back and get their laundry. And so I, when I'm walking back, um, I see that my preschooler is setting up toys in my, I call it my racetrack. It's just a small track that goes throughout the house. And well, that's fine. He's playing, right? He's distracted and that's good. Everything is still quiet. So I go to get the laundry, but of course there's more laundry than I thought. And then I, as I'm bending down to get it, I, I uh, see something under the bed and oh, it's more laundry. And so apparently um, they left like a month loads of laundry under the bed. So I just get all of that yet. And then maybe get some of the other room since I'm here already. And then I am going to come back. And then that's the point where I hear a comment coming from one of the children that are supposed to be doing schoolwork over there. And and I think, oh, what did they say? Ah, I'm not sure what they said, but I'll quickly go and put the laundry in and then I'll come and see what they said. And but I want to come through this this racetrack, this where I'm walking. And I, I see, oh, my darling, precious preschooler has just set up a whole obstacle course that he calls this this wonderful thing that he made. And he wants to tell me about it. And I, of course, have to listen and I have to um, um, ooh and ah about how nicely he made all that. And while I'm doing that, I'm trying to figure out how to navigate the obstacle course to get into the laundry. And. I'm hearing more comments by my school children. I'm like, no, 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 don't listen to that. So I, I have to go quickly because I'm overloaded here with my laundry, right? I can hardly look over the pile. And so might as well just get my hands empty, right? And so I finally navigate the obstacle course and I quickly go and throw in the laundry. But see, my laundry is with, is um, away from the children so it's out of earshot so I can't hear them so while I'm at the laundry and I'm throwing it in I remember oh when is my husband coming home from work so I grab my phone and I just quickly see okay when is he coming home for lunch because a good wife knows when her husband comes home from lunch right and anyway so here's my distraction upon distraction upon distraction of myself by the way not the children and so okay finally I hear something and this is a long way away from my school children. I shouldn't be hearing stuff that far away, but I'm hearing stuff. And that's when I, I remember, I think I saw my preschooler as I was walking away from his obstacle course there. He was going in to see the the children that were doing school. And, and then I realized that's probably going to be a distraction and that's probably not a good idea. So um, we go back and lo and behold, there's like this whole um, party going on where it's supposed to be quiet. It's not quiet. What happened? It was the laundry. <laughs> so if you can put the laundry into the washing machine and come back without getting distracted, 
go ahead, put the laundry in. Anyway, that was a little story about my day. Same goes with baking, social media. I talked about that a little bit, getting the phone, and then all of a sudden you see, oh, there's a bunch of status updates on the WhatsApp, whatever. I don't believe that these things should be done during book work hours. I believe we should crunch the book work hours, get it done, and then you're you're free. Um, I truly believe that children must always know that there's a mom available to help them when they need it. And no, we cannot talk on the phone with a friend during book work hours, nor can we go out for coffee, sadly, with her mom and sisters. These are just sacrifices that we make as homeschool moms. And so that was point number one that I truly believe to be um, helpful if we're committed to the mission of teaching the children. Um, so point number two is be consistent with the schedule. The Lord is a God of, of order and he has a schedule. He has a system. He has seasons and everything. And they kind of work together for the, for the benefit of all. And I see this as being very important in the homeschool as well. Um, for example, the expectations that we have for the children, they shouldn't change for the most part. Um, the methods on how we do schoolwork, um, we do once in a while we change it up if it seems like everything is getting a little bit mundane and boring. But for the most part, um, we find that if we are consistent with the method, it's always best. Um, we have run a very strict schedule some years. And some years we have been very careless about schedule and the children and I all agree that they get double the amount of learning out of a strict schedule than a lenient one. And they choose the strict one. What I mean about strict schedule is that we all get the subjects together and then we figure out roughly how long one subject takes and then we make a schedule accordingly. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense really, but it's kind of like a, from 8 in the morning till 12 o'clock, we just do that book crunch where we're just working on the books and getting the papers done. And anything else more fun or maybe more science um, experiment oriented or whatever, we do that later on. But um, one thing that we have also found very, very important for the children to grow um, successfully is to give them time. And so with this strict schedule, there is also a very strict um, schedule after lunch where we give them time. They have two hours of free time. They, they are allowed to do anything that in, that they want, be creative or, or play or um, build something, paint something, whatever. That's their time. Um, one thing that I've found to be very helpful, especially when babies and preschoolers are around, is quiet time in the afternoon. So that's two hours of absolute quiet, and that has been a huge blessing to us. The ones who don't need naps during these two hours are allowed to read, or if they're old enough to play by themselves, then they can do that. But with the strict rule not to come into the house unless they can do that without any type of noise to the ones napping. I, too, have this time to nap or to relax or reflect or just read. If I didn't get the chance to do devotions in the morning and have my quiet time with God, 
This is the time that I can do that. I have found this time to be life-giving, to be a huge, huge, huge blessing. Um, I find now that my baby is six. I don't desperately need this time as much, but I know before he was born and at least three years after, it was something that was just um, amazing. I just had to have have this. And I, I was so blessed to um, to learn this. So um, this is also the time that the school children who did not get their allotted school work done in the morning, this is where they get it done. But they have to get this done without mom there to help them. This is the consequence that they get for not working steadily or for fooling around during school book hours. Um, and I found this to be only maybe two or three weeks in that we were doing it this way until they got all of their schoolwork done in the morning. It's amazing how much they can get done if they just have the motivation to get it done. Um, so point number three would be discipline. And I don't mean the children either, actually. Um, some of it, yes, for sure, children need discipline, but not just the children. So Proverbs 23:13 says, do not withhold correction from the child. So we're talking about um, self-discipline, behavior discipline, consequences for things that they've done. Attitudes, um, bad attitudes are never, never a blessing at all anywhere. Um, responsibilities that they need to do. Um, I believe that we should inspect what we expect. I believe that we should be a role model to our children. I believe as mothers, we do set the temperature of the home. And um, so self-discipline honestly does start with the mom. And then we can teach the child as well. And I believe if we have a good attitude, the child will have a good attitude. And I can testify to this. Um, I don't do this enough, but when I realize that we have a bit of a bad attitude going on in the house, if I just keep my cool and I just keep loving and cheering them on and just being kind and cheerful, um, that actually will change the bad attitude. So I know a lot of this has to do with me as the mom. And uh, so I thought I would share that. Um, also, set goals with the children to teach consequences, good and bad. Um, so many consistent days of meeting our daily goal and we'll go out for ice cream maybe or get 100% on a test and you'll get a prize. That worked really well. We did that two years in a row. Um, I was talking to some ladies the other day and I said, what do you give prizes for? And they were like, oh, for good attitudes and for... Um, getting so and so much done until the end of the week I guess that was kind of like a weekly goal or something then they would get a prize or all kinds of things and and I was asking so what do you put in the prize box and they were saying um stickers a new pencil a new pen erasers um some would put maybe some healthy snacks in there I found one to be very interesting, especially where the boys are in, involved, and that was a pack of batteries. That was interesting, I thought. And um, But some will also do bigger prizes and then make them work a little bit longer to get the big prize. So, yeah, those are just some ideas.
I thought I'd throw in there. And so point number four was motivation. Psalm 111 verse 10, I think, says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, we need to be motivated in order for the children to be motivated. They will learn far more by what they see than by what they are told or what they read. And I think actually I saw one statistic that said 80% of what children learn is by what they see, not by what they have been told or what they've read. So is 80% of what we are as mothers, is that what we want our children to be? And are we motivated or are we just trying to get through the books? That is That is a danger that I have fallen into I don't know how many times, and um, I just want to encourage each one. Books are not what teach the children. It's the lessons in them um, and the lessons in life and in what they see of their parents. And so um, we have to be motivated as mums, I believe, because if they will see motivation in their mum, they will also be motivated in their work. So self-motivation must slowly grow as the child grows. Achievement charts might help or maybe a year-end book of what all they've accomplished, like a memory book sort of deal. Um, I'll talk more about ideas later. So point number five, love learning. So this was another life lesson for me. Second Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for all kinds of things, but also instruction. Wherever, as much as possible, allow the child to learn about the things he's interested in. Allow them to follow their interests, their dreams, and allow room for their God-given gifts. Um, I have found that if I'm excited about what my child is learning about the curriculum or the the subject that we're doing or whatever, um, then the child will be excited about it. But if I'm like, oh, I don't like math and I just, I don't want to do this and I, oh, I wish we were done and and I don't know what this means and, and you know, kind of that kind of deal, the child will also get that kind of a, an attitude. So um, when we were just starting with homeschooling, I did not realize how much I actually loved to learn. I had gone through um, public school and I had never been very good in public school. Every year, in fact, my core um, percentage went down. And so by grade nine, I believed myself to be a complete failure in school. I did not, I, I didn't believe that I liked to learn. And, but when I was starting to homeschool our children. I realized my love to learn. I actually love to learn. And um, that was just such a huge blessing to me and something that our children have commented on later on in years is that they hadn't been excited about this subject or that, that thing or whatever, but because I had been excited about it, then they were excited about it and they had grown in that. And so all glory be to God. That's just something, another thing that we've learned. We've learned many things, but, and we're still learning every day, all the time. So, um, so be excited about what your child is learning. 
get involved as much as possible with, with what your child is learning, never in such a way as to hinder them so that they cannot learn or they start to look to you for for answers or anything like that. Not Not in that way, but just enough to help them and to encourage them along the way and make them feel that they're not alone in their journey. This also allows us as moms to better teach what they are learning in day-to-day life because we are involved and we know and then we can go back and say, oh, um, remember what we learned there um, and then just in our day-to-day life. And it will give us wisdom and understanding when they have questions or they get stuck for later on. Obviously, for us, um, a family of six, all six of them are doing schoolwork. There is no way that I can be involved in everything, but I can... I can be somewhat involved in everything. Point number six, children need breaks. I I made a big mistake one year. I decided breaks were um, selfish on my part, and I decided that um, I'm not talking about daily breaks. Daily breaks are obviously needed, and we have to have them, but I'm talking yearly breaks, um, like let's say, a month and a half in or two months in or whatever into the, the school year, um, I was taking like a week long break and I thought, ah, this is very highly overrated. I should stop doing this. I should just keep going and just be strong because moms have to be strong. Right. So um, Genesis two verse two says God rested. And um, I, I learned this the hard way. We got to January and I was burnt out. I could not think I could not be happy I could not find joy I was I was completely and totally lost in in busyness and in uh, tiredness overtiredness and the pressure that I was feeling that I had put upon myself to teach these children got a hold of me and I I couldn't function well anymore at all and my husband said, take a break. Like he's not the one to pressure me. He's always the one to encourage me. And he said, just, just take a break. And I, and I said, well, I can't because look at the schedule and I just asked me whatever. And so, yeah, no, that was, that was uh, the first and last year that we did that. Not going to do that anymore. <clears throat> so take a daily break and take a break in the month somewhere. It can be a short break, whatever. Um, so, I'm going to talk a little bit more about breaks in my list of ideas. I had some ideas here that I thought I would share. <clears throat> so these ideas hopefully will get the children motivated or just get them into a positive attitude. These are just things that we have found to be helpful in our homeschool journey. So one thing is um, get the family together to hear a report that, that the children have done. This is something that I did um when when our oldest son was in grade two, he was well at the end of year um, his grade two. Then he was um, writing that report that I was talking about. What well, it turned into a report because he loves hunting, he loves animals, he loves all that stuff. So he was writing a report, and I thought, oh, I should take this one step further, and I should just see what would happen. And I said, hey, should we invite Grandma and get the family together, and you could share your report? And he was like, ah, oh, no. And I thought, well, I think I'll try this anyway. And I did. And we were tremendously blessed. He did everything that he could to do that report well. He presented it. It was public speaking. 
And we felt it was a huge, huge blessing. And it got him motivated to write many more reports after that. And he learned lots. So that's one idea. Another one that we've done to motivate um, writing, penmanship, grammar, all that kind of stuff, is to simply write letters to relatives or maybe friends. Or I know at one point they were having this little um, mailbox in between two of our yards, our neighbor's yard and our yard. And there was this little mailbox and then they had this little red flag thing that they always put up when there wasn't mail or when they had taken their mail and they would put it back down if they had put fresh mail in and the neighbor's children, our children would take turns like that. And they just had a lot of fun with that. So that one worked really well. Um, another thing that we've done, math facts get so boring, so mundane sometimes. And, but after, um, having not done them for a while, I also realized these are absolutely essential. They have to have the math facts. And so we did them sometimes during um, jumping jacks. Just make it fun. Um, so take a week off, maybe once or twice a year to do an educational family activity. For example, this is where that break com comes in. Um, so my husband and the boys, they will go hunting once in a while. Of course, me and the girls can't come because we're apparently too noisy and our backpacks are too bright. And so... Um, we do go along sometimes, but some of these hunting expeditions are just for dad and the boys. And so during that week that they're gone, me and the girls will just start sewing. We'll get our tables set up and we'll get those dolls on the tables and we'll start sewing anything, anything and everything. And it's just a lot of fun. Last year, actually, we got some friends involved and we did the friends and the and the and the daughters and everything. Oh, it was just fun. We did it in the garage and we did it for a full week. Lots of fun, lots of motivation in that because before that week we prepare by saying, okay, you have to get this and this extra work done because that's a sacrifice. If you're going to get the privilege, then here's the responsibility. And so, yeah, that worked really well. And then after, okay, now we have to do some catch up time, you know, so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Lots of learning goes into that as well. So get creative. Don't neglect who God made you to be. Teach and, tra and train your children. You will never, never regret it. Um, I've had a lot of fun with our children. And my husband, I asked my husband a while ago, I said, do you see any kind of fruits to all this work, all this sacrifice, all this dedication? Because homeschooling is a lot of work. And he said, oh, yes, he, he could see a lot. And I do, too. I I see a lot of good things come from from this. So some more ideas. Um, how about a treasure map? I know one one time I in the morning I wasn't doing a whole lot to help the children. I had a lot of time. So I started drawing a map of our acreage. I would I drew where the sidewalk was, where the house was, where the tree roll was, where the garden was, all that. And then I made them. I made them a map and then in I think it was in the middle of the corn row for corn patch I should say we had a lot of rows that year um I, I made a big red x and lo and behold at lunchtime um they were so tired of course they had done four hours of schoolwork and now they wanted lunch and the table was empty nothing on the table 
And they were like, Mom, where's lunch? Like, we're really hungry. And I said, oh, did you not see the map on the table? And so they got really excited. They took the map and they had to go and find their lunch. And it was in the middle of the corn patch. So that was fun. They wanted me to do that several times after. And I did. It was a lot of fun. They learned mapping skills. That's what that was. That was also school. So another thing that we've done sometimes on our break in between, we'll do like from 8 o'clock in the morning till let's say 10.30, and then we'll have a break, maybe 15 minutes, and then we'll go until 12. So in this 15-minute break, it was too cold to go outside, and nobody really had anything to do, and they were all kind of tired. And so I said, you know what, I think we're going to play hide-and-go-seek. And my oldest, I think he was like 12 at the time, way too old for hide-and-go-seek, especially in the house. He's like, no, I don't want to. And I said, well, actually, you need to take the baby, like, because that, that makes it more um, even, you know. The big child that knows how to hide gets the little child that doesn't know how to be quiet. So anyway, so we did that. And actually, we did that a couple of, like, quite a few times. That was fun. That was truly fun. The other exciting thing about this is when that oldest son is reaching six feet, try to see him hide in the house. Like, where is he going to hide? He can't hide anywhere. It's it's just funny. It's really, really fun. Sometimes we've also hid from from daddy when he comes home from work and he's tired and his head is still probably at work. But he's at home and he comes to the supper table and it's fully decked with with um, plates and the casseroles there and steaming and everything is ready. But there's no family. Where'd the family go? <laughs> And he went to wash his hands, and he heard a little bit of a snicker from the two-year-old. We were all behind the shower curtain. Well, that just makes Daddy come home right there. That's just fun. So, yeah, we like to have fun. Joy comes from the Lord, I believe. And he, he says to us, I believe, he teaches us to be joyful. And so that's what that is. We're being joyful. Um. So that was that. Okay, and another thing that I have done for many years in a row that the children really, really appreciate is read aloud. And when I take time for this, for some of you that are very, very busy, you're going to wonder, okay, when does mom read aloud? Because I don't have time for anything. So um, I have done a lot of read aloud while the children have cleaned up lunch or while they are sitting in the living room on the floor holding all of the laundry that I washed and dried and threw into the living room I don't know if you all do your laundry in the living room but I do so anyway um so they'll fold the laundry or they'll clean up the general area close to where I'm reading and sometimes I have read for an hour and a half simply because we were all into the book and we could simply just not put it down so I just kept reading so that has been a huge thing um sometimes I'll get the children also to just read aloud for me so that I can hear and teach them reading aloud. So that's another subject in itself. But um, I do highly encourage to do at least one subject together as a family. Um, How we do this is we just expect less from the younger children and we expect a lot more from the oldest children. And um, I would also encourage, don't neglect the work yourself. Sometimes the children we'll see, oh, mom is, mom is doing the work. Mom, you're writing a report? And, oh, yeah, I have to write a report as well. Well, all of a sudden, they just stop complaining because 
if mom's writing the report well then there's probably no getting out of this so i'll just do it too and yeah it just makes stuff a little bit easier sometimes if we're doing this together um so i talked about prize shelf already for good behavior good attitudes all that an achievement chart of some sort is good as well um maybe an individual one where they have to highlight for themselves how far they are and how far they still have to go um i know this worked really well last year for our oldest two they really liked that um but i've also done one that hangs in the hallway let's say for the littlest ones or just for me to see where everybody's at um that works really well as, as well because that way they can kind of see um how far they still have to go and how far they've already come So that's something that I usually will not start until about January actually. But yeah, that's just something that we do. Um a goal of such and such when reached we go out for pizza at the end of the month or we can go swimming maybe or we get a bigger prize of some sort. All those things. These are things that get the children motivated and they get them into a positive attitude and we just we walk forward. Some simple things that we've learned along the way our quiet time first before the busy time that is something that we as christians i think all understand that if we have that quiet time with the lord first then everything just works a whole lot better um some basic things that we've learned are sugar loaded foods or drinks do not stimulate learning they don't stimulate good behavior good attitudes nor even healthy bodies this is something um that we have learned especially during the heart of winter when everybody's kind of dealing with colds and flu and stuff red food colorings or dyes are basically poison water is essential to life both kinds of water the living water of the word also just plain water i know sometimes my little ones will come in and say mom i'm hungry and um in experience and wisdom i have learned sometimes that just means i'm thirsty so water just water a good night's rest is obviously good for mom and the children of course exercise exercise is something that we've done lately um we can do exercise as a game all together or as a nature walk grab your notebooks let's go for a walk or grab the baby put a put him in a stroller or a wagon or a sled if it's winter time fresh air and sunshine they're all good um they are essential to life um this is actually a, a huge reason why we have laying hands during the winter <laughs> it's because of the fresh air and sunshine it forces the children outside vitamins is another thing could be a topic in itself but we've just found that um sometimes our foods especially in winter time when we don't have gardens they are just simply not as nutritious as they should be so vitamins are essential so in closing we are a family that is far from perfect we are on a journey that is far from finished um we do make mistakes but we get back up i'm only sharing experiences we've had because i believe that they might help another homeschool mom in her journey as i've been helped along in mine i'm so so very thankful to the sisters that have helped me i i don't know where i would be without them deuteronomy 6 verse 7 says and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children 
and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Teach them what? The statutes of the Lord. And how do we do that day to day? We are missionaries, we moms, we teachers. We are missionaries teaching the next generation, and this is huge. Let us never um, downplay the importance of doing laundry, of wiping a little mouth, or training up that child. It is huge. It's a huge mission. It's possibly the, the biggest mission in life, is to get the next generation ready, and in so doing, be ambassadors of the Lord. So may the God of perfect peace and grace and the God who raised up Jesus from the dead give you abundantly of his peace, sufficient grace, and that power that we cannot begin to understand. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you with humble hearts. And Lord, we lift up this next school year to you. Lord, I lift up each sister that is listening today. I pray that you will Listen to her heart. Give her her desires, Lord, the desires that stem from you. We thank and praise you, God, for who you are, for what you have done for us on the cross. We thank and praise you for this rich, rich blessing of raising and training up our own children. Bless us, Lord, with your grace, with your power, with your mighty hand. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Lisa, for sharing all that. I'm sure that felt very stretching and um, making yourself vulnerable in many ways to share that. And we are very grateful that you've done that. I feel like we have been very well taught and you know it just so much of it just boils down to such practical things that can help things run more smoothly and I think that even though um, someone like you that has homeschooled for many years um, doesn't feel like a veteran and doesn't feel like you're doing everything perfectly but there are a lot of things you've learned and that can help those of us who haven't done it so many years and yes we're just very grateful that you shared so we want to open it up to the rest of you to share your questions or thoughts and for Lisa to answer. You can also please turn on your video to speak and you can also submit a question through the chat box. And so you just go ahead and feel free to do that whenever you have something you'd like to say. There's a question here, Lisa, in the chat box that, that someone is asking, what curriculum have you found to work best for you? Okay, so um, I didn't speak about curriculums because they are, there are so many and they are so very, very unique. And um, because our lifestyles are so very different, 
and our learning styles, our children's learning styles are so very different. I hesitate very much to even share which curriculum I'm using, but um, for ideas' sake, I will I will share. Um, right now, we are using Christian Light Education for the most part, um, and the reason why is because our children would like to see a diploma at the end of their education. And my husband and I also would like to see them to graduate in that way. And so that's why we use that. But um, I was sharing a little bit about um, doing things as a family as much as possible. And so the curriculum that we use for that is my father's world. And um, apology of science is something that we have used some. And as soon as they hit grade three, we are into teaching textbooks for math. It's something that just helps us out for a little bit. Um, like I was saying, I have right now I have six children doing schoolwork at the same time. And so the biggest time consumer for me as a mom was correcting that math. And so I just realized a few years ago already that I needed something. I needed a little bit of a, a help. And so the teaching textbooks takes care of that for me in the DVD form. And they, it gets everything marked and, and um, scored and everything. And I just go and check it every once in a while and see how they're doing. And I can print off anything that I want. So, yeah, that's what we're doing right now. Um, there's another question came through in the chat that said, um, do the children learn memory verses? And that was a question that I had too, how you integrate um, memory work or how you work through that. Okay, so yeah, they do learn uh, memory verses. So with Christian Light's um, education, there's a lot of, I think every section has a memory verse that they're working on. So if they are doing Christian Light's Bible, their language arts, as well as their reading, all three of them have different memory verses. So they're learning those. On top of that, our Sunday school also has a memory verse that they need to learn every Sunday. So that's verse number four already. And um, I have sometimes put in something like a, I don't remember what it's called, but it's just a little book and it has um, some memory verses in there that they need to copy. So it's actually penmanship is what it is, but they have uh, memory verses that they need to copy. So. Lisa, I'm curious if you have any part of your homeschool uh, day or year where your husband teaches a class or or involves himself in any of your subjects or maybe he's included in the family project that you spoke about the family um, subject that you do together so my husband does the um, outdoor education part he teaches the hunting, he teaches the guiding, he teaches the outside work. On top of that, um, 
for the past 15 years, he's been a carpenter. And so we owned a shop in town. And so lots of evenings were spent at the shop. And I remember once um, one of our sons was, I think, if I remember correctly, maybe 10 years old. And he had had so much training in that shop with all of those um, terrifying tools, shall I say, as a mother. Um, but he was building things. I could not believe that he had built them. I said, oh, did daddy help you? And he said, no. No, dad didn't help me. I said, okay, did dad tell you how to do it then? Because this was just, this was too huge. I couldn't believe that he would have done this. And he said, no, dad didn't tell me how. And I said, where did you get this from then? The idea at least or something. And no, dad had just taught him how to use the tools. And dad had, he had watched dad do this and and whatever. and, And he came up with something amazing. And so... My husband takes care of the outdoor training mostly, but I will say this. Um, like I said, I do get stuck quite often when it comes to math and science and my husband will usually always be available to call any time of the day, even if he does work out of the house. And so, um, I will very easily have just picked up the phone and just called him and said, okay, this is the issue. How how do you do this? And then sometimes when he'll come home from work at lunchtime or in the evenings or whatever, then he'll clarify if we still don't get it. And then he'll help us in that way. So he isn't actually present in the mornings usually, but he is very much present in our school. I always say he's the principal and I'm the teacher. So. Yeah, that's very interesting. I kind of have the same thing happen in our home too, where dad is um, showing a lot of interest in discussion around the supper table and also just a great support with me as far as accountability goes with, with, um, with the children. Cause it, it can be a heavy load with the mothering and the teaching. And I, I just like to see the father involved quite a bit because it seems like maybe one of my concerns with homeschooling is that the that the mother can be the sole parent almost if if dad isn't isn't um doing something um you know to to really keep investing in the the education of your children it kind of has to happen on purpose when when he doesn't work at home That reminds me of, um, I don't know what year it was that we were homeschooling and I was expecting a baby and very sick. And when I get very sick, then I don't like to get out of bed early. I'm always just, the longer I can stay in bed in the morning, the better everything else goes. <laughs> Cause I'm always sick as first thing in the morning, but my husband would, he would get up early, quite early and do whatever he liked to do in the morning. And then he would get all the older children out and get them all started on their math lessons. And yeah, until I got up, everybody was out doing their math and, and he's the math man at this house too. So that was a real blessing too, in a way that a father can help. There was also another question that came in. Do you teach music? Okay. So, um, I love to sing. 
Um, at our house, we do sing quite a bit. Our church loves to sing. They actually go as far as having monthly singing lessons in church. And so a lot of our learning has come from that. Um, besides just general singing and we'll sing a lot, um, just together as a family while we're working or in the evening and such. Um, as far as music goes, actual lessons and music are our children, some of them have gone to um, piano lessons some years. And our oldest daughter, I think she said she had, if I'm right, five years of piano lessons now. And they tell me that piano is a very good foundation to start with music, to learn notes and the, and the basics of music and everything. So we've done that. And we've also done a guitar lesson. That one we just did by a DVD. Um teaching and so yeah that's what we did hi lisa uh thank you so much for sharing today this is wonderful um i have three children right now but i'm only starting kindergarten with my first one this year um i do not come from any kind of homeschooling background or anything like that i went to public school and so this is all new to me. So thank you very much. I wrote some notes and I think this will be wonderful. Um, one question I have for you is, do you incorporate learning about the Bible at all during school times or do you, is that something separate from school time? So um, first of all, in the morning, we like to start with a devotion and a prayer and we like to sing as well. And so that would be Bible learning First off, that's devotion. That's something that we try to do with the children all involved. They all have their own Bibles. We actually, um, for their seventh birthday, they all know the gift that they're getting is a Bible. So they get a Bible when they're seven because that's basically when they kind of know how to read already. Um, so and then the other Bible learning that we do is um, the first subject of the morning is always Bible. It's Christian Lights Bible. Um, I'm not saying at all that it has to be Christian-like. I'm just saying we really, really like the Christian-like Bible because it goes so far into depth on on biblical teaching. So I hope that answers your question. Yes, thank you. I was thinking of reading the Bible to my children, including my youngest ones, first thing in the morning um, before we actually start. But I just wanted to know if that was something that was a good thing to do or to incorporate together, especially because he is just in kindergarten. I kind of want to have it a little bit longer than just teaching him some of the basics this year. I'm trying to prepare myself for when we have to do first grade and really spend a little bit more time doing school. So thank you, Lisa. Um, I will say this with, with Bible um, teaching, um, especially with those younger ones, as the more real we can make it, the more they they enjoy it and the more um, they remember it. And so um, I know sometimes we've done little skits where we'll just we'll take a, a Bible story, I'll read them the story, and then so that we have something to base off of, and then we'll make ourselves a little skit, and I'll get all the children involved. And that has been something that, 
I guess that's more like a hands-on learning type of deal. And that's, that's something that they have really, really enjoyed. Were there any more questions in the chat, Doreen? Uh, there is a sister wondering about direct contact with Lisa, and I think that we could get that for her then. Otherwise, that's it. Okay, I think I'd asked you about that, right, Lisa? So we'll just get your email, and I can share that in the group then, too, or however you like to be contacted. So if there's no more questions then I will just go ahead and announce our next talk. That will be October 1. We look forward to hearing from Jamila Kurtz on Room at the Table. And this will be a conversation in missional hospitality. Jamila's life was changed forever when she began to see their home as one of her greatest tools in bringing the kingdom of God to those around her. And this all in spite of the menial tasks that make up the daily duties for a mother so we really look forward to hearing from her and we definitely want to invite you back and your friends for this talk, October 1. And we want to thank Lisa again for speaking here and for taking time out of her busy life to, to speak to us and be here with us. So Christina, would you want to close us out in prayer? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this technology we have so that we can come together. I thank you for Lisa's willingness to speak and teach us. Um, I pray for all the sisters that are on this call or listening to the call now or in the future. Uh, Father, these children that you have given us are such a blessing. They are a gift from you and they um, to teach them in your ways is so important. And we know that um, at times it can be very overwhelming with taking care of little children and the workload and schooling them and training them. And I just pray, Father, that you would give us grace and give us wisdom, fill our hearts with joy and peace. May we teach them the ways, your ways and may they not stray from the path of righteousness. Father, I thank you for this time. Uh, I thank you for your love. I thank you that you are a good father and that you help us on our journey and you answer the prayers that we, we pray and that you can um, help us in times where we're struggling with homeschooling um, and um, yeah. Father, I thank you so much. I pray that everyone has a good rest of their day. I pray that we can glorify you today. And I pray that your name would be praised. And these things I pray in the name of our King, Jesus Christ. Amen. Walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work 